You're in tune to the Underrated Dudes Podcast featuring DJ Sean Blue, Big Al, and Claude Deuce. Yes, sir. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's the Underrated Dudes Podcast. All my brothers are in the building. We got a special guest tonight. Sean, tell the folks who we have. Special indeed, y'all. What up, fellas? Hey, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we got someone very special that's in the building, like my man Deuce just said. Her name is Keisha Grandy. You know what I'm saying now? Just doing my research and just briefly just talking to her before we even got on the air with this. She's a Cowboys fan, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I just had to put that in there. But yo, she's amazing. I looked her up. I did my research. I don't have a whole lot to say in terms of what she's done in her career. We're going to let her tell us, okay? But ladies and gentlemen, listening right now, Lakeisha Grandy, y'all. Give it up for her, okay? <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you doing tonight? Up? What listen, up? <laughs> listen it, is, it is an honor to have you be a part of the podcast of Nikeisha. So for those who are listening that have no idea about your humble beginnings, if we'll say that, can you yes. tell them who you are, where you're from, and what exactly it is that you do? Uh, my name is Keisha Grandy. I am from Dallas, Texas, born and raised in Oak Cliff, if you are familiar on, with Cliff. Dallas. Come on, Oak Cliff. I am Ooh, from the, the hood. Cliff. Not the cliff. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, I am. And um, I attended, uh, well, when I was there, it started out as Arts Magnet uh, slash, but it's known as Booker T. Washington for the performing and visual arts. So I went to a performing arts school. Um, There I started uh, my career. Um, I started as a classical singer. Um, I was training to become a classical singer and I studied jazz there as well. Um, I was not allowed to sing gospel. However, gospel has always been my roots. My dad was a pastor. So, you know, I was at church in and out. So um, I started there. Um, By the time I turned 18, I was in college and uh, I was there and I was doing a rehearsal for my aria. And uh, one of the girls that was in my class, she said, um, why don't you come to my church with me? Because I would like to introduce you to somebody. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, went to her church and I met a young lady by the name of Gay Arbuckle. Um, Gay is a local artist here in Dallas. And I met her and she w- she wanted me to sing for her because my classmate told her about me. Um, I sang for Gay and Gay was like, I need you to meet somebody. So I was like, okay, uh, let me back up though. Before that happened, while I was in college, you know, I was like so lost on what I wanted to do. You know, it was a must in my family that you had to attend college. So but at that moment, I was like, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to be there at that moment. You know, I knew I had to get my degree because, you know, that's what my mommy said. (laughs) She didn't play about Mm -hmm. getting an education. Mm -hmm. So um, I went to the restroom uh, like after I did my practicing. And I was just very emotional. I just started crying and crying and crying. And I said, God, 
I know that I have to get this education. I said, but I really feel like I'm not supposed to be here right now. I mean, I was like really emotional in the restroom by myself. And I, I said, God, you're going to have to lead me and let me know what I'm supposed to be doing at, in, at this moment, in this time. So that's when everything started happening where she wanted me to meet this person. Then she was like, you got to come to this rehearsal to meet this person. So when I met Gay, which my family already knew her, but I didn't because I was more on the younger side. So I went and met Gay. And after I sang for her, she was like, there's going to be a Martin Luther King program uh, that uh, my friend Cornell Morrell and this guy named Kirk has every year. I didn't know. I knew Cornell kind of, but didn't know Kirk. So I was like, okay, I'll go. So I went to the concert and by her being like a well-known uh, local artist here, she was able to sit on the front row. So I was sitting next to her and, you know, it was at the part of the service where they was tossing the mic. So they started tossing the mic and, Kurt tossed the mic to me and I sang and after the concert, he was like, you know, I, I, I'm getting ready to start this group and uh, I would love for you to be in it. And I was like, well, you got to ask my Stop. <laughs> she is. Stop. She is doing the Kurt Franklin impersonation to the T, to the T. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you say Burn. stop. I had, to, I had to stop because... First off, Keisha, I'm loving everything about this award because I'm, I'm, unru- I'm, I'm the unruly one on TUD. I'm the one that gets in trouble for this. So for you doing this <laughs> impression of Kirk Franklin is blessing me more than you know. But I okay, just keep keep on with the story. Keep going. Wait a minute, okay, before, so Kirk, before, you, before you do that, Keisha, I, yes. I, think you, I think you I think you're going a little fast on on your resume because you you sang opera. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Which is that, classical music. Yeah, yeah, classical music. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something a lot of people can do. Yeah, hey, look, yeah. Hey, hey, real crazy, real crazy blue. She had dropped real smooth. She was like, I was getting ready for my aria. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, she kind of glossed over there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, come on, aria. So for those of y'all who don't know, you know, an aria is like a long song that has a compliment. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's yes. mostly operatic. You'll you'll find it in yes. the opera. And so she was really getting ready to do something. So this this is just phenomenal. <laughs> okay, so right. Kirk Franklin hears you saying, and then what happens, Keisha? What did he mm-hmm. say? And so <laughs> he says, ah, I'm getting ready to start this group and ah, I would love for you to be a part. So I was like, Well, you have to ask my mommy, because you know, I'm I'm in school. And he was like, Okay, cool. I'll, I'll talk to your mom. So he came to my house the next day. And he had a conversation with my mommy and she was like, you know, well, she's in college and, and, you know, Kirk being Kirk, that's able to convince people to do anything. (laughs) He convinced my mommy to let me sing with the family. So the rest of that part was history. So I started singing, traveling with Kirk. I was, I'm the youngest of the family. When I, when I joined the family, I was 18 years old. Mm. And everybody else was a lot older. They were like already in their 30s and 40s. So, and they definitely treated me as such. <laughs> Even to this day. Um, oh, they we treat rehearsing. you like the baby. Oh, my God. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. When we were rehearsing for this tour that he was doing uh, here recently, you know, after I finished singing my part, he, <laughs> he grabbed my hand and he told my little one, your voice is still so powerful. 
I'm like, Kirk, sir, I am almost 50 years old. You talking about a little one. <laughs> so, yes, they all, all of the family still treats me like I'm a little kid. But, you know, that's okay. So, yeah, so after that, you know, I can be heard singing uh, Silver and Gold out of the first project. Um, let's see, the next project was the Christmas project. I sang uh, The Night That Christ Was Born with Mousy. And the next project was What You Looking For. I sang uh, Save You More Than Life to Me on that one. Um, On the New Nation project, I did He Loves Me. Um, I did a lot of work on that project. He let me do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff on that project. So, yeah, that was that was the end of the road with with him. Um, He did put. Huh? Oh yeah, I I sang I sang I love I did a lot of stuff on the New Nation project. He let me do a lot of interludes. Me and John Gray, Pastor John Gray, Mm -hmm. we did an interlude on there. Um, but yeah, he he allowed me to do a lot on that on that New Nation project. And so um after that, um I I did a few plays. I did a play um that was called "Who Can You Trust?" and that cast with with uh, Ralph Tresvant. That one was a, that one was a star-studded cast. Um, Men at Large, uh, Dave Tolliver, uh, Bernadette Stannis, um, Hawthorne James, <laughs> right, Thelma. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of stars in that one. And then I did uh, um, "He Say She Say," but what does God say with Dave Tolliver? But that was uh, under Kirk. Uh, and then I, the one that I'm mostly known for is uh tyler perry's i can do battle by myself as vianne get the phone so uh, that 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 was like a very very fun fun time for me um coming out of one major situation which was kirk and then walked into another major situation which was with tyler perry um i toured with him for quite some time with that show and that experience was totally amazing. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time, you know, you know, I had a smart mouth because, you know, I was young, so I was very snappy. And I remember one time he told me, he told in the middle of our lines, he was saying his lines. He was like, and I don't like that perfume you're wearing. So I was like, well, buy me some more then. So the next day, the next day when I got to the yes, when I got to the uh to the to the venue, he had a huge basket of Jador sitting on my workstation. <laughs> so I was like, okay, he really didn't like my perfume. So he thought what clearly. he wanted. Exactly. So yeah, he he's Tyler is very, very giving. He's a very giving person. So, you know, when people see him giving stuff, that that that's just his nature. He's he's that's why God keeps blessing him because he's such a giver. So after that, um, I did a movie. Lord Jesus, I don't even like telling me about this movie, but I did a movie uh called Sideline Confessions. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> it talk was about so it. low budget. It was come on, talk about <laughs> it. It was a Tubi joint. It was a Tubi joint. Oh my god. It's it's on Tubi, I think. It's it's on Tubi, but it's it's better. It's it's not it's not a typical Tubi film. It's oh, better right. than that. Like we're not we're not we're not, oh, we're not gonna God. let Keisha we're not gonna let Keisha talk that bad about herself. Like nah, dude, dude. it was better. It's probably oh, just, just on Tubi, but it's oh, better than a, than a, than a, than a you know regular Tubi film. But go ahead, Keisha. I'm listening. 
Yeah, this movie was kind of urban, you know. <laughs> so the lady that wrote the movie, she was a agent for a lot of the Dallas Cowboys, actually. Hey. And she had noticed, I mean, she was, the story was about what she had witnessed with, uh, I mean, and this very big, you know, football players of that era. And when I was reading the script for it, and I'm knowing that it's a football a football uh, based type of uh, movie. And I was like, um, do you know that uh, I'm a full figure girl and with these football players? She said, oh yeah. I said, so um, football players like full figure? She was like, girl, you would be surprised. And I'm like, you are so lying. She was like, yes, why do you think I cast you for the part? You look like the type of women that they messed with. And she was like, yes. So that, yes, that totally tripped me out to find that out. So yeah, it was cool doing that movie. It was, it was fun. Um, Bubba Ganter, uh, which is a really good friend of mine. Uh, Frankie Blair, she was the star of the movie. Very beautiful girl. She's very pretty. Um, Bubba, he plays on a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. So I had fun filming that movie. But it was uh, <laughs> it was going across uh, uh, against the grain for me of <laughs> some of the, the the stuff that I had to you know portray. But you know it was all acting. So yeah, it was cool. And then after that, I did um, I did a singing part in a movie called For the Love of Money. You can see that now. It's on. It's on, showing on Showtime, the uh, Showtime app. And um, that movie is with Cat Williams, uh, Lisa Ray. Um, um, what's the young dude that's the, his his girlfriend just died from getting a surgery or something? I can't DC remember. Young his name. DC, Young, DC Fly. young Fly. He was in that movie. That movie was pretty cool. I like that movie, and um, I actually sang during the the funeral uh, scene. So yeah, I did for the love of money, and in between that, working on music, and for a while, um, I had started back doing my. I was uh, traveling doing jazz circuits, so um, I was doing jazz shows uh, for the very high elite very sophisticated folks. So I, I love doing those kind of shows. You know, you don't have to worry about busting your guts and all that, trying to sing and impress folks <laughs> like you have to in gospel music. So just to be able to chill and just sing and just enjoy what you do. Not that I don't enjoy singing gospel, but I, lo- I love singing all types of music. Um, for a little while, I did uh, s- some classical singing as well. Actually, on Bobby Sparks Project, <clears throat> featuring oh my god featuring carlton pearson um i did a song on bobby sparks latest project um and i sang classically uh here's one and uh carlton pearson did the narrating so that was that right now that's like a very sensitive spot for me due to him being ill yeah. so um yeah i was able to do that so i am like so honored to be able to you know not just have to sing gospel um you know i i make money singing everything classical jazz you know broadway i know how to do it all and i give thanks to uh, that part of my uh musical abilities to the late great michael terrell 
Uh, Michael Terrell was a definite musical genius. You know, that word is used so loosely today. But Michael Terrell was definitely a genius. And <clears throat> we were forbidden to sing gospel music at my school. You know, we uh, he his thing was, why sing something that you already know how to sing? So we could not sing gospel at our school. It was classical and jazz. And I know how to read music. I know how to play a little bit. So, you know, I'm just so thankful to be able to have all the talents and gifts that God has given me. And then I move a little further and I I did a project before the one that's out now. Mm-hmm. It was entitled um, Epitome. And things didn't go too well. The, act, the project was actually out and some things happened and it was pulled off the shelf. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you know, I, I wasn't hurt about it. I was just like, I, I should have known better when it came to business. So it was a learning lesson, but I still have some CDs okay. <laughs> of it. So yeah, it was a great, great, great project. I mean, I like that. very nice. Yeah. yeah I so, mm-hmm. so, and then, um, God resent Ernest to me. And uh, we had worked together before on a few things. Uh, Dr. Brenda Brenda Jefferson, I did some background work for her, for him on her project. Mm-hmm. So we had already had like a work history together. Um, we did some other background stuff for other people as well. And like a couple of years later, he asked me what did I want to do? Because he knew what happened with this project. And I was like, you know, let's, you know. Let's just put out something. So I had recorded a song with him about a year and a half, two years ago. And he was like, well, let's just go ahead and put that song out. And we put that out. And then he was like, well, are you ready to put out a project? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we started working on a project, um, gathering music, what I wanted to do. I wanted to pay homage to, you know, a lot of people don't talk about uh, Kimberly McFarland. Well, yeah. I grew up I grew up yeah. Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up Baptist. So in the Baptist oh, yeah. church, she was really popular and well known and loved. And I used to sing a lot of her songs. So I was like, let me do a Kimberly McFarland song on the project. And he was like, okay. So I did uh for the good of them on my new project, which is entitled Reborn. Um I was so nervous because, you know, Kim is a beast. So I was yeah. like, I have got to get in touch with her to let her know that I'm doing her song. So a friend of mine who has a, a really popular radio show called God One, um, he got in touch with her and told her what I was doing. And she hit me up and she was like, hey, I'm so proud of you. Do it. I'm You got my blessing. So once she said that, I was like, yes. So I did that song. Um, My investor, he did a couple of songs on the project. And one of them, I was like, I don't like this song. (laughs) But it grew on me. It grew on me. So I was like, okay, okay. I think I like it now. And then I always wanted to work with Claude Deuce because I always had heard of stuff that he had done. And I was like, I've got to work with Claude. And one day I inboxed him. I was like, I want to work with you. And this was like some years ago. And he was always like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So, you know, the time 
finally presented itself for him to be able to do this. So I was like, okay. So it was between, (laughs) it was between me getting Claude and this other producer that I was going to work with because I wasn't going to work with too many, this, this first project. And when I I was like, okay, I got to go with Claude because I've been wanting to work with him because, and then, you know, I love his voice is so amazing and I was like, oh, my God, I have got to do something with Claude. So when he sent me the track for that song, I was like, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, uh, I wrote the first verse to the song and <clears throat> he wrote the rest. So that was such an honor for me to finally be able to work with Claude. He has so much talent. And yes, yes, he is definitely underrated. Definitely. When it comes to his writing, his production and his singing, Mm -hmm. he is totally underrated. So Mm -hmm. I get the title. I totally get it. And yes, so that was that was such a blessing for me. Uh, to be able to work with Claude. Thank you, Claude. And can I say something real quick? You know, like, <laughs> sure. I, I just want to give you a big shout out because Keisha always believed in what I was doing. And Keisha, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, there was okay. a group that you were um, trying to put together. And I think it was the ladies of the family. Yes, yes, guys, yes. I think you guys were working with Neely Dickerson on a uh-huh. movie, right? And yes. So I sent you, when you told me about that, and you, mm-hmm. you told me about it. And you said, "Hey, if you got any music, you know, shoot it to me." I think yes. I said peace about it, and uh huh, sure you all, did. You all I remember that peace about it, and that was years ago. And you know, I just remembered that yep. you always, you always believed, you know, in what I was doing. And I, I mm-hmm. just want to say I appreciate you for that. And this, and it was my honor to get on Reborn. Like it, we had fun with that. We had we fun really did. And it, people will never that know video we were, is going to be so hot. People will never know we weren't in the same studio. We we did nope. that two separate studios. Sure did. Yep. Sure did. Yep. Yep. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about the the ladies. Yeah, we were trying to, but everybody's their schedules just didn't work out to you know come together. Mm-hmm. So maybe hopefully in the future <clears throat> that that will happen. Yeah. Um. You know. Yes. And and we have revisited. You know, being with Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um. That was a great moment for for me because I was like I was like Kirk's little sister. You know, my first apartment, he got me my first everything. You know, he was like, "Okay, it's time for you to move out your mommy's house. It's time for you to be on your own. So he made sure that happened. I mean, he actually he he was there for me. So, you know, people always ask, you know, Kirk wasn't paying y'all. No, that wasn't my story, you know, and I really, really hate, you know, I was a part of the lawsuit that you know that was towards him you know i rarely talk about this but um and he knows this you know my my reasoning for being a part of the lawsuit had nothing to do with him it was everything to do with the record label and because you know we were signed to gospel centric through him that you know they had to for some reason they felt like that they had to tie him to it. So because he was mentioned that, and that's my story, you know, everybody else that was a part of the lawsuit, they have their own reasoning for why they wanted to sue. Um, but when it came time to, you know, you know, I got to the point to where I was like, you know, I don't want to, 
uh, I don't want to do, I don't want to keep going through this because at this point, you know, it destroyed me and Kirk's relationship. At that point, we were not talking at all. And, you know, I just, I, I felt so bad about the whole situation, you know, and again, I was super young, you know, I didn't have no guidance business-wise. It was just me trying to get out of a deal because I couldn't do nothing. I could not, I could not budge. I couldn't do nothing because I was signed to this contract. So, you know, I talked to, because John Gray was a part of the lawsuit as well. He was a part of the family for a little while. And I called John and I was like, look, I'm going to drop this lawsuit. And he was like, you know, I was thinking the same thing too. I think I'm going to drop it too. So they let John drop the lawsuit, Mm -hmm. but they would not let me drop it. Oh man. Yeah. To this day, I don't know for sure, but I'm, you know, different people that was a part of the lawsuit were saying because they knew that I was like the closest intricate to him. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't definitely work if I had dropped it. So I told the lawyer, look, y'all can do what y'all want to do, but I don't want to be a part of it. And I came to that final conclusion because Donnie McClurkin called me. He called me and he said, look, you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be a part of a lawsuit. And I had already been thinking about it myself. He was like, you don't need to be suing nobody. If there's a problem, you know, you let God handle that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So, you know, at that point I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to be a part of that. And, you know, they drug it out. They kept dragging it out. And, you know, we had a deposition and, oh my God, I need to do a movie. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Oh my God. That deposition was really bad. Yes, yes. Oh my God. It's super crazy out here. So you all were you all were signed to Gospel Centric. The family was signed to Gospel Centric. The family, the six of us were signed to Gospel Centric. and, And was it so that makes sense now because you guys when when they signed Jackie McCullough, Pastor Jackie mm-hmm, McCullough, and they did mm-hmm. her project, you guys did the vocals for her project. That's right. That was sort of like lateral movement right there. Like mm-hmm. Families on gospel centric, we'll just get exactly. There. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's how that happened. Yep, wow. we were signed at that point. So yeah, that was a way. You know, at that time, Kirk was kind of working with God's property more. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, this is a way for y'all to keep making money while I'm doing this other stuff. Now, can so, I ask you, can I cut in real quick? Because, you know, I'm I'm a huge Kirk Franklin fan, huge okay. God's Property fan, huge mm-hmm. New Nation Project, 1NC, you know, all those things, right? And like, right. what we were hearing, and guys, y'all can, y'all can chime in too if y'all were hearing this, but is it true? We were hearing that the label was saying Kirk needed a more youthful look behind him. Was that really what was being said by the label? At that point, it was the Interscope label. Yes, that is true. Okay, and so and Mm -hmm. so they were like pushing for him to do more, you know, with the younger group, like the yes, yes. Okay, so so that is true. We had an episode. We had an episode not too long ago where Mm -hmm. I was talking. Where we we talked about the fact that you know, saying when when Kirk Dietrich and Tone came along. Mm-hmm. They changed the the way that gospel artists looked because That's true. I literally said this. I said, 
Because, like, gospel artists used to be do- full of big dudes. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I said John P. Key, Fred mm-hmm. Hammond, James Moore, James yep. Cleveland, even Derek Cole mm-hmm. before he lost all that weight, you know, with diabetes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, all these boys was big. You feel me? Yeah. All of a sudden, Kirk came around, Dietrich came around, Tone came around, mm-hmm. and these boys was Ty came around and sucked everybody up. You feel me? Yep. Like, it was like, so yep. it became. And this, you know, what I'm saying that was the that was the like like I that was the turn then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, so then they were like, okay. So then Mary Mary came with it on the female end. Uh huh. So Keisha, here's 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 my question. So okay. you talk about all the litigation that took place with Kurt and how yeah. you know initially you were super close to Kurt and yeah. um, he he basically went home, talked to your mama, pulled you out of there. Pulled you, yep. I guess, away from college uh, mm-hmm. you know, to go ahead and be a part of this, you know, do this professionally and, yes. and, and helped you kind of get yourself established, not just as an artist, but even just as a as a, an adult. Exactly. Know, establishment. And then all of a sudden this litigation stuff happens. And of course, that became such, you know, national news and national mm-hmm. church news. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, you know, the family's gone, split up. Blah, blah, blah. So then now let's fast forward to 2023. Where we okay. get this Father's Day documentary, and then we also yes. find out that Kirk is going on this reunion tour, and he's yes. bringing Ty, and he's bringing Israel, and he's bringing uh, the Clark sisters, and he's bringing uh, David and Tamala Mann, who were yes. in the family as well, right? That's, yes, they were a part exactly. of the family as well. So, so, so now, but on the on the on all the advertisements that we saw on social media. Kirk Franklin was re- reuniting with the family. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know what I'm saying? So, so I'll be honest in saying that from my thought, I was like, wait a minute. You mean it's because I never looked at the family as like it was just six members, right? Even though six right. of you all, which you just cleared up now, I never looked at it like there were just only six of you all that were signed as the family. Yeah. So I thought it was a, a larger group. But nonetheless, here we are. The the right. question that I have for you is. What was it like to get back to, because because it, it, it appears, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it appears that over the last several years, you kind of kept in, in touch with some of the members of the family. Y'all have collaborated on some work and some projects throughout yes. the years, mm-hmm. uh, but y'all just have not done anything with Kirk. But all of right. a sudden, this thing positions itself. And mm-hmm. uh, for those of you all who... Haven't been to the reunion tour. I don't mean to spoil it, but I'm about to. You know what I'm saying? Keisha and the family are not there physically. Right. Right. They are there on the Jumbotron. Yes. So, yes. so let, let's first of all, my question is, how was the experience of reuniting with the family and reuniting with Kirk to do that recording for this tour? So being there. Oh my gosh. It felt like old times being around him. You know, it was always come and give me a kiss. Give me your hand. It was, I mean, that's how we always were with each other. And it just felt like old times. Uh, afterwards, we went out to eat. We hung out. You know, I sat next to him and he was grabbing my hand the whole time. You okay? You all right? You okay? 
but that's typical Kirk when it came to myself and the family. You know, he always want to make sure you're okay, you're all right. So that made me feel good knowing that he was still the same person to us. Um, after that, we had a big family meeting. We, oh my God, we had a meeting until like almost two o'clock in the morning. But it was good to be able to sit in a room with him and just us and we talk and we laugh and, you know, all the stuff that how we used to handle things. It just brought back so many memories of us being at Grace Temple in Fort Worth, Texas and, you know, singing, sitting in that circle and talking and, you know, hashing out things. So it was great. You know, it was great being around him again and just the feeling of, you know. I'm next to my big brother. I'm sitting by my big brother right now. My big little brother. <laughs> so, and it was good to let him see us because we don't look like we used to no more. We're not big chickens. No <laughs> so everybody has pretty much lost weight that was in the family. That was big, like a huge big back then. Yeah. So, you know, he was so happy. He was like, y'all look good. Y'all looking really good. So it was good for him. It was good to see him like really be happy to see us. So the whole thing, I mean, it was great, you know, and we will be performing on the last show that will be here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So we will be on stage for that one. And that's um, that's that's like on Thanksgiving or like right before or right after? The day, the day after. Yeah, the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's pretty dope. So, so now let's talk about Reborn. Yes. So, yes. so Reborn was released uh, last month in October. Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. So I am so it, excited. And how how many how many how many tracks is it like? It is actually five tracks, I think, because it's okay. a couple of it's a a, a prelude uh, as counted as one. So I think it's like five, if I'm not mistaken. So, so for a person who heard Keisha Grandy say, um, I went to a performing arts school that, where I couldn't sing gospel. I was, I was forbidden to sing gospel. I sung classical and jazz. I did opera, but you all know me from the family. And mm-hmm. here I am. I have a new project that's just released. What can they expect to hear from Keisha now? This Keisha who's experienced all of that that you shared yeah. with us from the, the family days from being, you know, on the road, from working with Tyler Perry, from being in uh, movies and everything like that. What can we expect from Keisha Grandy right now on the Reborn Project? They can expect to hear my heart. You know, my heart was in it when I was 18, 19 years old. But when you go through some stuff in life, you can hear the, the growth that I have now, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff health wise as well. So growth is definitely something that you will hear in this project. Um, I, I'm, I'm closer to my roots as far as how I sang uh, with the family on this project. Um, the first project I did, it was more urban <clears throat> because I was like, you know, I don't want to do all that screaming and stuff no more. But, you know, that's what people know me from is from my. <laughs> a lot of my friends call me the grouse queen <laughs> so that's what they know me from so I gave them that you know I gave them a little bit of that mixed with the urban that Claude gave me but this one is this reborn is is church and it's showing 
you know, for those that really know me, they will know that I'm definitely a reborn person. You know, my my whole way of being has changed so much. You know, when I was younger, I was, you know, I felt like I had to guard and protect myself due to, you know, I'm a, I'm a survivor of ch- uh, child sexual abuse. Uh, I'm a survivor of, you know, my mom not wanting me. You know, I was adopted. That's that's where the bond came between Kirk and I. You know, our upbringing was so similar. So, you know, if you read his first book called Church Boy, you know, he he mentioned that out of everybody in the family, I was more like him. And that was true because, you know, our upbringing was similar. So in spite of, you know, everything that I went through, you know, I feel like I still made it. You know, I'm still fighting to, you know, make my place and say, I'm still here, you know. I may not be singing on Kirk's platform, but, you know, I'm I'm trying to make my own way. And, you know, I just I just want people to hear hear what I got to say. And I think that Reborn definitely gives me the opportunity to do that. You know, um, for the good of them is definitely a song that's near and dear to my heart. The, the, the lyrics to that song is very impactful and it speaks my life. As well as another song on there, um, which is actually number one on, um, I think it's on Spotify that that song is doing the the best on is uh, Still Believe. Still Believe is written by Ernest Lee, um, my producer. And that song, oh my God, that song was his testimony. And I begged him for that song. (laughs) I sang on it for his project. And I was like, please, 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 please let me put that on my project. And he let me. And that song, oh my God, the lyrics to that song is, it speaks to, it speaks what I, if I had to say something, that song speaks what I would, what, what I would want to say. And, you know, in spite of everything, I still believe that God still has a place for me on, on, in this industry. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not a riffer and a runner. I'm just, I'm just Keisha and I don't want to be like nobody else. I just want to be myself and, you know. Hopefully that it'll bless somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That is so dope. Like, and I and and again, it's just cool to be on this track listing, you know? It's just cool to be <laughs> on this track listing with the the Kim McFarlane tribute. And yes. The good at them and just, you know, Reap. I love Reap. When we came to Atlanta, oh yeah. To be um to do the video shoot. Mm-hmm. That's when I really got to hear a lot of the other songs because the project wasn't out yet. And right. man. Y'all really need to get Reborn by Keisha Grandy. You need to get it. If you don't have it in your phone or your devices, get yes. it. don't just stream it. Download it. Please download it. Yes. yes. We talk a lot about, you know, streaming and on a lot of our other episodes, we, we talk about, you know, just news, music news. And I've been reading this book lately talking about why we shouldn't stream music mm-hmm. and how it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's really not benefiting the artists and the, nope. and the uh, songwriters. And I was just going to ask you, you know, despite those those obstacles that we face, mm-hmm. um, you're, you've definitely been very resilient as an artist. And like you said, the health challenges, I remember when COVID was still yes. fresh and new, mm-hmm. you went through a, uh, a scare, a health scare. I did. COVID. I, I, I have a similar testimony, too. And so that that's heard in your music. And um, yeah. what would you say to, you know, that independent artist out there? that's looking to just make some type of impact in this music industry, what what advice would you give them? 
today is not like it was, you know, some years ago where you have to wait on a label to do something, you know, don't give up, find somebody that will help you put something out there. Um, just start releasing music, just put it on iTunes. I mean, you can do all that stuff yourself. So, you know, if you have a song, don't wait till, you know, I'm waiting for this label to sign me and no, no, just whatever you have. And if, if you have people around you that know how to, you know, place your music on those platforms, just go ahead and put it out there because you never know who may run across it and, you know, pick it up and can turn you into something that's uh, bigger and better. But just never give up on your dreams. You know, I stopped singing with Kirk in 1999, actually, and I never, ever thought about giving up what I wanted to do. I know what God told me that I was called to do. And I, I refused to give up. Now, there were times that I was defeated. Trust me, I, I, I got defeated several times and I started, you know, doing things in other areas. You know, I, I, I sold real estate, you know, and I've been very successful. One thing about it, God never allowed me to go hungry. So, real estate, I, a school teacher, <clears throat> I've always done something else, you know, and again, going back to my mom made me go back to school and get that degree. <laughs> so, you know, don't ever give up on what God, if God told you something, don't give up on what that is, you know, just keep pushing and believe in God. And even for you guys, you know, don't give up on what God has had already told you that you were supposed to do. Just keep pushing, keep pushing. Don't give up. And, and it will eventually manifest itself. Most definitely. I appreciate that. So Keisha, yeah, I receive that. Keisha, you mentioned you tried other things, right? Like mm -hmm. you just mentioned like real estate. So yes. when you did those other things, was that a period of time where you just not necessarily completely stopped singing, but you kind of just put it on the side? I did. And when that, when that happened, did you find yourself like, it's like what Pookie said in New Jack City, keeps calling me, keeps calling me, keeps calling it me. It did. You find, you find yourself <laughs> going back to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it like, did. yeah, even though you're doing real estate or maybe some other things, you mm -hmm. find yourself going back, either writing, singing, working on something concerning music. So it, it, was it did. Okay. Yes. And what would happen is people would always come into my office that would be like, you look familiar. Hmm. You look very familiar. I'm trying to put my finger on where I know you from. Oh, my God. Are you are you Vianne? Yes, I'm Vianne. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my god hold on let me call my sister because she is not gonna believe this so you know god would send people my way uh, often <laughs> that would recognize me and would be like yeah you're doing this for now but this is not what i've called you to do this is to keep your finances afloat so yeah it, it kept calling me it kept calling me and you know a lady told me me that I was going to meet a total stranger that was going to do my music and, you know, which it did happen. She just didn't tell me that it was going to be doomed at the end. <laughs> but it, but God made sure that it came back around and, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. And I know that this is the kind of gospel 
that I needed to put out for this time. You know, everybody is wanting to groove, but I think for myself, I think this is the time that we need God more than ever. And I believe that the music that I have released on Reborn will be, you know, helpful for, for these times. Uh, just, this is kind of left field from what we talked about earlier. Um, I noticed you sang on Gospel Gangsta's first album, which is... I did. It's considered a CHH classic. What song was that? That song was called I'll Be Good. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, actually, um, that song was released later, but I wasn't even singing with Kirk anymore. Mm -hmm. So when I heard it, I was like, you know, put something out and didn't even tell me about it. Oh, hey, yeah. what's up? What's up? Crazy is that that I mean, like if we really talking though, like real talk, the vocals that you delivered on that song is like iconic in in wow. in in this side of the industry. <laughs> Being honest, and I can't, I I won't lie and say that, like you know, what I'm saying, like the video that mm-hmm. they did for that song was yeah. like, oh, oh, wow, wow, you know, what I'm saying, like it was. <laughs> It was on. It was. It was on some next level type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So right. You know, and and, and I'm sitting here looking, and and I remember when I heard the song, and it, it wasn't until years later that I found out that that was actually you that was singing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I was like, I was like, ain't nobody in Trinity singing like that. Like just while I was there, <laughs> I kept looking. I was like, wait a minute, ain't nobody, ain't nobody. <laughs> In Trinity, ain't nobody in New Nation yes. singing like that. I was like, who, who is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really did because it was yes. like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, this, who, you know, it was almost like, uh, what was that that one song? See, see, see in the Music Factory. Yes. What, what was the girl Claude that that did the everybody did that? Oh, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember. But it's like, you know, that wasn't her. Like, you know, you looking at the dad, the video of yeah. CC Music Factory, you're like, nah, this sounds like somebody, mama, that, you know, make yeah. that good, that singing this. And, you know, it was it Martha Wash? It was, it was Martha Wash. That's yeah. who it Martha Wash. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, yes. like she, she killed in the vote, but we don't see her nowhere. So exactly. this was like, that was literally. The same thought that I got when I saw that video, heard that song, and you know, and, and I was like, but you know, years later, I find out that it was, it was you deliver. Always been a powerhouse vocalist, second second to none, and everybody oh, knows you. that. You know what I'm saying? And so, everybody who's listening to UD podcast, the Reborn Project is out by Keisha Granted. That's K I. Yes. Hey, let's go ahead and do that real quick because yes. I know y'all spell Keisha a hundred different ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, you know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that y'all get it right. K I S H A Grandy. Exactly. Y'all go and check out the Reborn Project. Of course, y'all heard she's got a song with our very own Claude Deuce on there. Yes, yes. I love yes. that song too. It took everything so in me. I'm up my bad. Let me let me get this real quick. It took everything in me. Not the uh in the beginning of the track, just jump on and say, No, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that so bad. Say so you had you had an official oh tag for no Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> so Keisha, is that there anywhere, fine. is there anywhere that people can see you? Uh, singing live anytime soon? Like, is there a tour yes. in the something like that? Um, yeah. Well, I do have events that are coming up. Um, on the 10th, I am doing a, a 
marriage conference. I'm singing there. However, I, um, like Claude mentioned earlier, we did uh, videos. So Mm -hmm. my first video will be released on the 24th of this month. So that will be available through um, iTunes. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you will be able to see the visuals of about four of my songs that we did live. Wow. Okay, so speaking of, I'm pretty sure that you probably keep everybody updated on social media. What what yes. is your social media handle so everybody can go and follow you? My social media is on IG. It's the official Keisha Grandy, K-I-S-H-A-G-R-A-N-D-Y. And my Facebook, all of the other stuff is always Keisha Grandy, K-I-S-H-A-G-R-A-N-D-Y. Keisha Grandy, Keisha Grandy, and the official Keisha Grandy. Well, I mean, on behalf of the TV podcast, we just appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for, I mean, just, you know, really, really, really uh, getting down nitty gritty with us and just talking to us tonight. Like, you actually feel more like family. Yes. Then you do do feel like, you know, this incredible person that we've all, you know, uh, at some point in our lives, I know the three of us have probably, like, like this is really kind of surreal for me because at the same time, you know, a lot of the time, <laughs> as you as you grow up and you're an adult and you start to see people, meet people like, oh, okay, okay, but it's like, nah, there's some people that's like, you know, you're like, oh man, this really, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this Aww. is Keisha Grandy, you know? So, oh, that's so uh, sweet. you know, yeah, we certainly <laughs> appreciate you for taking your time out. Uh, you know, saying to be a part of the TV podcast, yes. uh, you got you know forever family over here. And, I appreciate uh, and, that, and and uh, not only will we be supporting you by uh, you know sharing all of your information through the podcast, but personally, all of us are going to purchase the project. Yay! You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. <laughs> again, we we definitely know that you know that streaming ain't gonna put no. You know, what I'm yes. that, 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 it's so crazy that the word stream that they use brings no stream of income to the in, independent None. artists. Like, you know, what I'm saying we out here broke as a joke. You know, what I'm saying unless right. you buy it. So we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and you know make sure we want to encourage you guys to purchase the project and be in support of uh, the official Keisha Granny and all that she has that is coming up. So again, we appreciate you. the time tonight for you know my man DJ Sean Blue, the one and on the Claude Deuce. It's Big Al Cherry TD. We'll see y'all next Friday.